a couple of hours before United play into Milan in Singapore and I've got the very clean and efficient metro to the National Stadium it's a different one to when United last played here in 2001 it's been completely rebuilt a new stadium it's completely covered and I'm walking around the ground I'd say Manchester United fans outnumber Inter fans from what I've seen so far by about 9 9 or 10 to 1 unless I'm missing something obvious and there's 30,000 Inter on the other side of the stadium but I don't think so and I've just been outside the Juventus hotel as well and looking down through their squad list and thinking they haven't half got a really good team how did Manchester United beat them last season uh, come to the ground and I'm outside Al Capone's bar which is full of Manchester United fans as I understand from Singapore Indonesia and India who've used this as our meeting point and they're working through a medley of Manchester United chants sounds quality sounds quite funny as well because the accents are definitely not Mancunian with Keith runs the High Peak branch how's your trip been mate? it's been great thanks uh, Andy we've uh, we did the two games in Perth we're doing this one today and then uh, business says I've got to be home so How long have you been following United for pre-season? What was the first pre-season tour you went Pre-season, the first pre-season? Oh, jeepers, I don't know. Um, 1990, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, followed United since 57. Oh. <laughs> You've seen some incredible highs and lows during that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does the current situation... How do you see Manchester United at the moment? Well, I don't think we're as bad as we were when we got relegated in the 70s, but we're on a bit of a low, but we've got a lot lot of exciting young players coming now, and I think Solskjaer will turn it round. He needs a couple of new signings. He needs to get the rest of the the first team on board. Let's let's get it together, you know. I don't know if towards the end of the season the despondency crept in or just fatigue after the after the great run Solskjaer had when he first came but yeah I think we'll be uh, I think we'll be up there but yeah, I think if we get into fourth this season it's a, it's a learning curve again what have you made of Sue signing so far Misaka Dan James he's playing young lads who have come through the academy oh, yeah. is that going to be enough or do you think that they, they need to buy more experienced players or get better out of players who failed at the end of last season well, I, th- I think that the, the players we've got can perform, you know, if they want to stay. If they don't want to stay, then let's get shut. And, uh, so Paul Pogba, he wants to leave, the club don't want to sell him, yeah. but Solskjaer doesn't want him to go. Well, I think Solskjaer wants him to, to he wants to mould a team around him. He wants him really to be his captain. And uh, hopefully there's no takers, nobody get the, the asking price and uh, Paul as professional as he should be he should turn around and say right nobody's come up with the money I'm staying and you'll get 100% out of it and we've seen similar before I wrote about Wayne Rooney in 2013 he wanted to leave at the start of August 13 I couldn't find a United fan in support of him yet two weeks later at Swansea Way for the first league game when Rooney had stayed because United weren't, wouldn't sell him after United then we're cheering him yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think it'll be the same with Paul as well. I think that uh, if he says 
and shows the commitment, which he's shown so far. You know, the two 45 minutes he's played, he's, he's shown that he is a world-class player. And, uh, all right, friendlies, but you've still got to be there and do it. And I think he'll just say, right, nobody's bought me. He's professional enough to say, I'll play. And let's be on that. You touched on the players slinking away at the end of last season. Yeah. Results were terrible. Do you think there's any other issues? Does the, does the ownership concern you? Does the recruitment concern well, you? The, the ownership's always concerned me. You know, I, I didn't go down to Old Trafford and start fighting anybody because of the, the takeover, but all the Glaciers have done is milk the club. You know, and uh, I've met Ed Woodward a few times, and to be honest, I think that Ed should have stayed looking after his sponsorship deals. You know, he's got time to do that. It's not a window. It's an open-ended thing, and uh, we should just uh, should just let him do that. And if it means a direction of football, let's bring one in. We need somebody to do it. You know. They were set on appointing one, and you haven't appointed one. No, no, I know. No, because I don't think they know what they're looking for. They don't. No. <laughs> Some of the best ones in the world. I know. Yeah, yeah, and we're sort of coming and hiring. You know, and. Uh, just go out and do it. Just, just appoint somebody. You know, somebody with a with a lot of football now, so knows the game. You know, and all right, if it's Rio, it's Rio. If it's the chap from uh, Norwich, can't remember his name. Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. I met and Stewart when he was at Liverpool as a young lad, yeah. and then uh, he moved to Huddersfield. Yeah. I went to see him again. He was still very young. Two thousand and seventeen start the season and Huddersfield had had a good start to the season yeah. in the championship and I thought what's going on here because you've got no money oh. Oh. so I went to meet Stuart and he, he took me round and he didn't give me his full technique away but oh. they went up that year yeah, yeah and then he's obviously done very well at Norwich so yeah. he's good at his job yeah yeah he knows he's what he's very, doing very yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. never worked at Manchester United though. but he was at Liverpool before he was at uh, Huddersfield and one of the reasons why Jurgen Klopp's best friend went to manage Huddersfield I think he took a, a goalkeeper as well from, from Liverpool so yeah. but if they're not going to appoint one they're not going to appoint one no no then I think if they don't appoint one then I think we'll be just going round in circles again and same old same old same old 6th yeah. and 7th and 5th and 4th yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's not good enough for United no any good enough no 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 it's uh, it, it'll be painful you know, to, to know that I've been following them all this time and, and it's not going to get any better in the rest of my life. That's upsetting. How would you describe the scene where you're sat now if you were talking to one of your friends back in Derbyshire? Yeah, it'd just be the same. The scene, the scene's, the scene's pretty good, to be honest. No, 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 yeah. I mean, where you are now with all the fans around. Oh, yeah, no, 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 the, that is just superb. Yeah, yeah, we, we've, uh, when we were in Perth, we met uh, this secretary for the Singapore branch and I think the uh, chairman trying to find me no, I'm difficult to miss you know so, well no no the supporters have been superb you know I should have charged uh, a dollar for every photo taken in front of the branch flag I'd have been worth the 40 in that it'd have paid for the trip so, so there's, there's a queue of people waiting to have the picture taken with your flag yeah 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 yeah. we just stung it up on the wall there and, I've uh, actually been charging people a dollar to oh, yeah. oh nice one Andy I've got, got 400 uh, Singaporean dollars in the pocket there I'll give it you in January <laughs> nice one mate thanks for your time cheers Andy there's two hours to kick off I'm stood outside the National Stadium now and it's packed with Manchester United fans 
um, with Alex who runs the official Singaporean supporters club. Um, how long have you done that for Alex and how long has the supporters club been going? Um, the supporters club was established in year 2011. Um, we are the only official supporters club uh, recognized by Old Trafford. Um, okay, I have been in a group uh, of this supporters club uh, ever since the start. Yep, so uh, me and along a few others uh, are founding members and uh, a few others is still in the club, still very involved uh, in uh, providing a service to the Manchester United Supporters Club of Singapore. Yeah. How old are you and how long have you supported Manchester United? Um, I'm 35 this year and then I have supported uh, Manchester United ever since I was uh, 9 years old. Yep, uh, that was during uh, Eric Cantona's time. Yep, uh, there along came all the greats that we are talking about now and uh, further the next generation that we are seeing now. Uh, I mean, I'm excited uh, for Manchester United, the team, to come over here today. Can you remember them coming last time in 2001? Ah, uh, that's a tough question. That was like 18 years ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't that involved uh, during that time, so because most of the time uh, we were watching the match on TV. Yeah, so during that time I was still a little kid. Yeah, so not very much involved then. How, um, let's walk away from yep. the speaker that's just started to jump up right. uh, behind us. Uh, which is the most popular football team here in Singapore? You mean there's other popular football teams other than Manchester United? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure of that. I, I guess I only know Manchester United, sorry. <laughs> and do you also watch any local football, Singaporean football, in the professional league here? Um, I, I do watch them when I was growing up and when I was a teenage. Uh, very much uh, a lot of us uh, always want to engage with footballs. So we definitely uh, look up to our local scenes uh, for inspiration. So yes, I do. Uh, but along the way, um, I'm much more now more involved in uh, Manchester United Supporters uh, Club. And do you have a club? Because when I came here last time, there was a red cafe opening. I'm not sure if that's still open. Where do you meet to watch games? Um, you were right. You, there used to be a Manchester United cafe bar. So actually, uh, back uh, of the history of the club, uh, we started there. Yep. So for uh, for now, uh, we'll be hosting games uh, uh, more along the central area. But uh, venue-wise, we haven't been confirmed yet. But uh, if if you do, you guys do uh, follow our Facebook group, uh, we will announce more. Uh, for the upcoming season where we'll be at watching our games have you been to Old Trafford? Uh, yes twice actually yep uh, so uh, definitely not enough uh, which games? okay I've been to the one against Marseille Champions League um, uh, hair raising uh, atmosphere I have there when I uh, enter the stadium itself because it's night game so uh, other than that I watched a Liverpool game uh, we won three by three goals yeah, so that was the most uh, memorable uh, match that I've attended so far. When Berbatov scored, but Dimitar Berbatov, he scored three goals, didn't he? Um, and then, um, are you optimistic finally about, about this season? I'm always optimistic about the club uh, because I believe, end of the day, uh, Manchester United, uh, we, the, the passion uh, runs in the players, in the fans, and I believe for the Fan base wise, we are always very passionate on game days that uh, we can cheer the players up. Are there any Manchester City fans here? Oh, sorry? Um, the bitter city. The, uh, um... No, I heard about maybe uh, other city, yeah, but not. Yeah. Oh, sorry? <laughs> 
Thank you very much for your time and, and good luck with the branch this season. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And just before I walk into the stadium, a gentleman's just come up and uh, shook my hand and tells me that he's from uh, Penang in Malaysia. And you said you followed United for how long? 1963. What's your name? Ambi. And Ambi or Umbi? Ambi. Umbi. A-M-B-I. Why did you start following Manchester United in 1963? Okay, my school teacher told me about the Munich tragedy. From there, I got hooked. And my very first player was Dennis Floyd. And uh, later, it was Bobby Charlton. Then it was George Bess. I still remember the day I was waited for the newspaper to come and tell me about the 1968 European Cup winner. Because those days, I have to wait for the papers only. There was no TV, and it, actually there was BBC, but I didn't know about it. And uh, most of the news was from the newspapers. Later, it was the radio. BBC was helping us out. Then finally, satellite TV. Now it's the internet. So all the way through. That's really interesting. Mm. So you used to wait for a few days for the result or yes. for a match report? For a result. So Until I got uh, BBC. Then BBC... I will wait, wake up early in the morning at 6.45 a.m. to get the weekend results. And the Saturday's result, I will wake up at uh, wait for them at uh, 11 p.m. Did you get any more information apart from the result or just, just the Magazines. Result? Right. Shoot magazine. Yeah. Whole magazine. And this arrived a few weeks later? Months later. Really? <laughs> months later, months later. So all your information came from... Wow. And now there's, there's almost... Too Immediate information. Immediately. And have you ever been to? I was there for three years in uh, United. Where's I that? was working in a as a kitchen porter in a place called Bury. That's Bury. Of yes, Bury's in Great Manchester. And uh, I, I was 2004, 2005. I met the whole 1968 European Cup winners for a dinner. I only missed out on uh, George Best, Shea Brenham, and Tony Dunny. These three players were not there. Who's your favourite player of all this time? All time? Of all time. All favorite time player. has to be Dennis Law. Really? Yes. I think he was the player who won the European Cup Footballer of the Year in 1964. He did? Yes. And how did you see images of him playing on TV? On a late, later on TVs. Yeah. Then later some of them on magazines covers. I did meet him. I did meet him. Why did your school teacher tell you about the Munich air disaster in Malaysia? I don't know. The school teacher just gets it because he was uh, he was my sports teacher and he just told us about this football story. And uh, it, it came very late to me. It happened in 58, but it was told to me in 1963. So from there, I just started to follow United. Uh, how uh, old were you in 1960? 12 years old. So 12 years old. Uh, so and uh, I met a lot of players. I met Wayne Rooney, I met Norman Whiteside. I met Norman Whiteside in a, after dinner speech at the Bury Hotel. And I thanked him for the 1985 European Cup, uh, no, FA, FA Cup winning goal. What a goal. Ah, yes. I met Alex Stepney. And I told him you were the best goalkeeper United had. And I, although people touch Michael and Van der Sar, but for me it is Alex Stepney. So, how long has it taken you to come from Penang? Did you fly down here? No, I took a bus last night. How long did the bus take? Uh, about 10 hours. Overnight? Overnight. Because I don't want to put up in a hotel. Then, tonight I go back. On I, the bus? On the bus again. Uh, 
and uh, one of my best time was uh, staying in England following United for 3 years i went to about 20 over matches lot met a lot of ex players current players also i just met best brown here i'm 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 got me him now yeah, i just met him when i was walking up about uh, one hour ago oh yeah yeah today was a lucky day for me to meet best brown right it's lovely to meet you after the game another win for manchester united beating inter i spoke to wes brown about axel to anzabi Axel, how's he done? Yeah, I think he did really well. Obviously, last year he did fantastic for Aston Villa. I know they tried to get hold of him again, try and make it permanent, but he really impressed me today. He was winning his one-on-one battles. He was calm, good in the air. You know, I thought I thought everyone was very good, but he, you know, he looked like yeah, he's, he's stepping up this year. And he, you know, he's had a obviously a good year away last year, and now he looks like he's ready to. to be a contender to try and get that position. What does he do well? He's strong. You know, he's he's reading the game well. Yeah, listen, he's played a full season now, so he's he's played a full season now, so he'll get better. And I spoke to Axel himself. We interviewed him last year in United We Stand and he went away to Villa and there's quite a bit of depth to the United We Stand interview and we've done more for this season. So on the tour, I've spoken to Nemanja Matić from a big interview with Dimitar Berbatov, so There's a lot more depth to them, but after the game in Singapore, I did speak to Axel. He's from Democratic Republic of Congo, but he moved to Manchester when he was four and worked hard to settle in. Did well at school, captain Manchester United at every level, up to the first team. So here's Axel. Uh, most definitely, I think my season last year demonstrated that. Um, you know, at Aston Villa, um, having a good coach to support me and help me build as a player and a person, and I think I'm a, I'm a much better player than um, than I was a year ago. In what way? In just maturity and decision making, and you know. Uh, physically a lot of aspects you know just building my, myself uh, building myself in the game um, and just kind of be mature and being looked as a senior player in the game you told me a year ago you felt ready to play for manchester united yeah. week in week out now most definitely even even more so um, especially getting that full experience of a uh, men's football um, just demonstrates um, that I can play at that level and and I'm being out on tour now and, and doing it uh, again obviously just um, kind of portrays, portrays that portrays that even more so um, yeah I think I'm definitely ready and Aaron did very well right back yeah definitely that's my boy um, you know just making welcome into the team and you can already see why we paid so much money for him because he's demonstrating you know great defensive um, feats you know we call him the spider because uh, no one can get past him so he's been very solid he's been welcomed and he's you know he's been quiet but you know we'll get we'll get him out of his shell and there's a very young defense today i just worked out the average age is to 23 the, the manager's got faith in young players isn't it yeah most definitely and i think um that's the the theme throughout uh, i'll tell you more the culture throughout the club Um, the manager wants to to have a young squad. He wants to build young players for the future, and um, he's putting a lot of faith in us. And uh, we just we just want to deliver for him. And you're ready to repay. You're confident now. Most definitely, most definitely. I think um, another another 60 under my belt, and uh, I just keep on improving. 
also spoke to Andreas Pereira a lot of the times on the tour. He's someone whose career I follow closely. Saw him in Valencia and at Granada, and he's clearly a talented player. But I think he knows this season is going to be make or break for him at Manchester United if he's going to establish himself as a regular. One-off moments are not enough. He needs to be doing it on a more consistent basis. And I spoke to Andreas. He's playing well pre-season. He often does do that, and he's played well on this pre-season. So that's encouraging. And here's Andreas. You know, what, what do you need to do this year? What went? What? What? How did you see last season? Last season, uh, I had some difficulties, you know, to overcome mentally. Um, I was doing well. Uh, then Mourinho was a little bit a setback. I didn't play as much. And uh, I got out of the team, but then when Oli came in, he gave me the chance. He spoke with me, and I was doing well. And then I had the Burnley, the mistake, so I had to overcome that. He spoke with me, you know. He, he took me apart. He said I had to calm down and trust myself, my ability. My family spoke with me as well, so it was a difficult time for me. And uh, after that, I came back, and uh, he gave me the opportunity to play against Southampton to start. And I did great, you know. I, keep, uh, I scored the goal of the season. Uh, I gave assist to Rome. After that, we did the brilliant thing against PSG. So it has been like a very uh, learning season for me last year, and I think now I, I'm I'm ready to step up and uh, and you know I'm confident, I'm strong, I feel good, and the manager feels confident about me. So I'm very very happy, and, and now I just want to show it on the pitch week in week out. Now's the time. You're 23. I'm 23. I'm 23. Uh, it's time now. I've experienced. I've been. I've played in Valencia. I've played in Granada. Played some Champions League games, important games for United. Played some Premier League games for United, so I'm ready to step up my game and, and to play. In. Uh, how, how did you feel when that mistake against Burnley? Was it instant? Did you just know straight away, oh fuck? You know, when when and at the moment I didn't see the player, and then uh, when it happened, um, you know, and it was like I was down in the in the game. I wasn't talk, thinking about it too much. After that, when I got subbed. It got uh, into me a little bit after that uh, I saw it at home. I was angry. I, I didn't speak with no one like for a week. And after that uh, I felt better and uh, I started looking myself and, and picking myself up. And the manager spoke with me as well. So I got I got over it. What about Brighton? That was a, a bad game, the second game of last season. A game where you're just thinking... Yeah, it was it was a difficult game, that one. Uh, with the first game we played really well and then the second game it was... Uh, you know, difficult game, and I got subbed, and I, I felt I did something wrong. And uh, the manager spoke with me; I would be fine, but I didn't. I didn't play an, any anymore, so it was difficult to show me, um, like, to, to get the better side of myself. If you don't play, it's always you as good as, as your last game. So my last game was against Brighton. I wanted to be good. I want to play good, and you put too much pressure on yourself. What you do well? Uh, I think um, I'm mentally, you know, uh, very strong. Uh, I, from last year, a lot of people helped me, and I overcome everything. And uh, so I'm, I'm very, very, very happy about that. And, and as well, physically, I feel very strong. And uh, you stronger know, each year. strong, stronger each year. And I feel now that that uh, it's it's my time to step up, like you said. Which position? Uh, as a, as a number eight, as a number ten, uh, I can play on the right wing. Like uh, I spoke with the manager about it, like. Um, like Bex used to play, you know, uh, cut a little bit inside, get the early cross in. So I'm, I'm happy he's, he's confident with me and I just want to show the, the confidence he had in me and the pitch. How was it towards the end of last season when the results just dropped away badly? It was, um, you know, we were, we were a bit, we felt like we were fading away a little bit. The training was not as sharp as it used to be in the Why? start. 
I don't know. It was um, we got um, I don't know a lack of concentration. I think. Uh, but after that this season when we started we had a very bad feeling after the last game last season when we started this season we we spoke and uh, and and now if you see the trainings uh, if you see the training sessions now we're sharper we have the young players now we have uh, everything so we, we know what the team what we did wrong and that's what we want to improve finally describe your relationship with oligona uh, I have a very good relationship with him I'm very close I'm very happy and uh, hopefully we can continue this relationship so that's it for this podcast. Um, now going on towards the next game, which is in Oslo on Tuesday night against uh, Christian Sund, which is the town Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is uh, from. United have played for one for pre-season. So that's really encouraging. And I've been speaking to lots of people around the club on and off the record. And I see a lot of positive signs now. We've been here before pre-season. I can remember uh, Van Hal's first year when United looked great in first pre-season and then lost at home to Swansea in the first game and it all kicked off. So any uh, positive signs at the moment, I, I, I think it's good that they're positive, it's good that they're winning games, good that they're not conceding goals, it's good that the young players are doing well, good that they're fitter, but it is only pre-season. United have got two very tough matches at the start against Chelsea and Wolves. Oli Gunnar still wants to bring players in, still wants to move players on, they're finding it. Hard to do that, uh, but this preseason could have been a lot, lot worse. And I quite like the the attacking, this high pressing game. There's a lot of energy about those younger players as well. And the two who've signed, uh, Dan James and Aaron Bissaka, they've both settled in well. So that's good, a uh, 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 good two. Will more players come in? I certainly hope so. The manager wants them, and that's good enough for me. Pogba, nothing's really changed there. Uh, Lukaku wants to go, but if Lukaku goes, you love him or love him, you're taking a lot of goals out of that side. And it's all right saying Mason Greenwood's been good. Young players invariably are inconsistent, and if United do sell Lukaku, I think he needs to to be replaced. His stock has fallen quite a lot, but he's still scored an awful lot of goals. Rashford encouragingly and Martial also encouragingly have looked decent on the tour and then after Oslo we've got the game against uh, Milan in Cardiff and then on for the first game against Chelsea that's when we'll be bringing the first United we stand of the season out I will take some copies to Oslo of the summer special and so I'll be selling them uh, in and around Oslo try and get them sold outside the ground as as well so I feel at the moment that there's a the fragile confidence among the players, but that could be shattered with a bad start to the season. And these are still unusual circumstances for Manchester United. Six, clearly nowhere near good enough. And there's got to be a big gap bridge for next season. I don't think the team are going to win the league. And I hate myself for saying that in July, but I'd just like to see a team coming together. I'd like to see... Uh, clearly a, a better season than last term because it was an abomination towards the end of it but to see a style come in to see something that says to me this is Manchester United because I didn't really see that under David Moyes under Louis van Gaal or under Jose Mourinho I saw in little glimpses I remember the spring of van Gaal's first season being very good I remember um, the December, November of Mourinho's second season being decent and he won a few trophies as well 
in his first season. But this is Manchester United. This really should be one of the top teams in the world. And we're way, way off that at the moment. So got some nice podcasts lined up and we'll bring them to you. We're working on the next mag. And the deadline's the 1st of August. If you've got anything you'd like for inclusion, we welcome subjects and articles on any subject. Please send to uwsmag at yahoo.co.uk. And if you want a subscription, get it renewed as soon as possible via our website, which is uwsonline.com. Until the next podcast next week, or most certainly from Norway, goodbye.